good afternoon, good evening. It's hard to believe, but true. It's already another Monday here on the Andy and Amanda Show. My name is Andy Kimball, and I'm here with the lovely, the talented, the extraordinarily gifted, the knowledgeable, the almighty, the the beautiful, um, um, who am I talking about here? Um <laughs> Hang on, I'm just looking around the room to find out. You know, I'm I'm looking and looking and thinking, what the hell? We have Amanda Love over there in the in the in the UK. You know, we're live. Hello, from the, hello, my darling. Hello, and we're, hello, we're listeners. Here. Yeah, to all our listeners from around the world here on the Andy and Amanda Show, it's another Monday, and I can't believe being a Monday that, yes, again, for the second Monday in a row, we got on here together at the same time with any technical glitches thus far, so far. I know, right? I, I'm actually amazed, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath because, you know, <laughs> Anything could happen, so you know I'm just gonna keep positive thinking. It's all gonna go smooth. Everything's fine. Yes, right. <laughs> well, it's good. It's very good to to uh, to to hook up with you again here on. You know, you're, you, we just you know we look forward to this time. Uh, these shows every week so much, and of course, although she does have a very nice figure, she does indeed. <laughs> my coast. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. <laughs> sweet, Andy, so sweet. Yeah. Yes, it's, Have a lovely it's, weekend. It's, it's, oh, yes, yes, very nice. Did you have a good weekend? Yes, it was very, very pleasant, my darling, thank you. Apart from this, this grayness, we got more gray weather again. It's like, where's the sunshine? Oh, I was missing it. It's, um... It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. It's been, you know, every day here in Southern California is a beautiful sunny day. It gets uh, down by the beachside. It gets kind of cooler and a little uh, what they call uh, what they call June gloom is hitting this, which is uh, because the marine layer, you know, it's like this layer of fog because the ocean's cooler and the warmer air and it creates the fog. And then it falls in there for a couple of miles and it's kind of gray and cool down there. But that's not. It's still very comfortable. You know, very comfortable. But uh, but here we are. This west, uh, no, I guess, excuse me, just east of there, um, it's beautiful yeah. sunny yeah. every single day. It's gorgeous. Oh, you wake up every day. Wow. And that's, I guess that's why so many people come out and, and move to Southern California, and, and California in general, I guess, but Southern California, of course, the uh, I think the weather has a lot to do with it and the, and, the, and the opportunity that one gets here in that weather. It's a pretty, pretty cool place. Really, we were talking about it yesterday. I, forget, I don't remember who I was talking about it with, but I remember. Yeah. I, I may have talking <laughs> about it with myself. Oh, well, that, that's always a good thing, right? <laughs> so people argue with that. Really? That, that person talking to themselves? They must be mad. I talk to myself. You know, I think it's normal. I'm sure a psychologist would yeah. disagree, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on over there? What's been happening? What's what's new? Oh, my your darling, neck the woods. my darling. There's, there's lots going on with um, COVID's everywhere again. All over the news again. It's just jumped high. Um, they were saying this was going back to Friday that um, they had an estimated 119,000 people up from 110,000 people now positive for the virus, and the majority of that is the Delta one. Um, yeah. So it's it's not looking very good, and uh, it was, the cases were passing mm-hmm. something like 10,000 a day. 
um, or something like that. I, um, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I, Wales are warning of a, a third wave as well. Uh, so there's been um, so much going on with that. Uh, lockdown has officially been delayed till the 19th mm. of July. Um, That's so, of this year, right? Yes, of this year, yes. Thank God, this year. If it was next year, I'd be <laughs> going out of my mind, I think. <laughs> There'd be protests Gosh. everywhere. People burning oh things, cars and But yeah. uh, no, it's, it's crazy. And there, there was protests today, I think, they were saying. Really? Yeah, there was protests because officially we were supposed to be coming out of, of lockdown. So um, people were protesting in London and they were getting arrested. Uh, because they were causing trouble, saying that we should be out of lockdown already. We have the right to not wear masks and or not have the vaccines and things like that. So it's it's been a little chaotic, and uh, people are just they're kicking off. They've had enough, Andy. They've they've really had enough. Mm. And um, you know, venues are complaining as well because they're still at half capacity, not being able to open to full capacity. Um, soccer players have been testing positive for COVID. Um, it's oh, all been geez. very, very crazy. So, um, yeah, we're mm. monitoring that at the moment and, and seeing how that goes. But they're saying that winter is going to look bleak as well because we'll have the flu coming back in as well as COVID. Um, so we need to be prepared for that. And they're looking into um, a third vaccination. Um, really? And, yeah, a decision is going to be made about a booster vaccine in the next few weeks. And uh, mm. so it's in trial stage at the moment, um, but they're you know they're operating on very tight timelines, and the results of that should be available by the end of August. And they want to bring that in as quickly as possible um, because of everything that's going on with the, the Delta variant. So we yeah. shall see how that goes, darling. People have been talking here about uh, about a booster as well. Uh, you know they you know especially when you know. When news came out a couple months ago, when they're saying, "Hey, you know, you know, kind of head, you know, sub headline, so to speak, was, whoa, the vaccines last six months, and I, and I, I never thought they expired. I thought that was, you know, what do you mean six months? Oh yeah, it was thought to last three months, not last six months. Wow. I'm like, but yeah. at the same time, at the same time, there was no talk of a booster. It was like, you know, just get your vaccine, get your first dose before J&J came out, get your first dose, and then your second dose was three to whatever weeks later. And um, and that's all you heard. And then suddenly, oh, yeah, the last six months. And then, okay, well, what happened after that? And I guess the thinking is if you get if you get that number of population up who've been inoculated up in that 70% region or above, yeah, yeah. Um, then you really kind of don't have to worry about it, really, that the, the – that will kind of diminish the virus by itself with that yeah. Yeah. herd immunity thing, you know. Um, here, yeah. states are making, you know, really terrific, uh, you know, leaps and bounds in vaccinating their residents against COVID-19. But the ones that are not may soon be contending with even a more transmissible variant, which is that uh, what we've been talking about here is that, uh, that uh, what do you call it, the Delta, the Delta variant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, what, are you, what are you calling again there? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, states here like in the South, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, uh, um, and even up north like Wyoming, um, they fully vaccinated less than 35% of residents. When you take a state like where I am in California, well, we're way over 70%. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. what is the resistance? And you and, and I remember we had we talked uh, last week when we had a guest on the show. We we're talking about the, you know how, how benign this uh, 
the vaccine is to your body, uh, aside from doing what it's supposed to do. Um, and you wonder what yes. the what the hesitation is. And you wonder is the hesitation more the beating of the chest, saying I have the right not to get a vaccine, or is it? Is it fear of what the vaccine could potentially do downstream since it's this new type of technology and it hasn't really gone through the full FDA protocol, so to speak, emergency use authorizations have to be uh, dictated for this thing to go into to play? And are the people uh, fearful of, of what does that mean? And, um, and again, you yeah. know, um, yeah. I've, you, you've been vaccinated. You had a little bit of a reaction, but you're fine. Everybody's fine. I'm fine. My whole family, world, <laughs> yeah. everybody's good. We're all good. Yeah. And, you know, I don't wear a mask anymore. No more mask. Done. That's, that's amazing. I just can't imagine not having a, a mask when going into yeah, a go store. Yeah, food, food, food stores, know. restaurants, clothes stores, uh, walking around. I, I do not – I don't have a mask anymore. No more. And I think I think what's wow. going on now with uh, – when we're starting to hear that number of, of the – and the Delta uh, variant and the – how, how more transmissible that is, and, and people say, well, "What would be more transmissible? What does that mean?" More, well, you know, the, the spike protein, the actual protein itself. I know we've all probably seen a little cartoon, cartoon. What do you call it? Cartoon. It is yeah. Monday. Cartoon <laughs> um, animation or little drawings of this, you know, blown up microscopic little protein cell. Uh, it's got these little spikes, but if if you were to blow it up to let's say human size you flick it with your finger and it would it would dislodge from wherever it was attached to you know so it's not very weak and therefore it, it in, in order for one to become affected by the virus itself that this protein creates you'd have to get exposed to quite a few of these cells right well yeah. the delta yeah. variant has larger more effective spikes so when it adheres to something it doesn't just flick off it stays and therefore, you need fewer of them to become affected by them. Right. So, yes. so, so, so the virus cell, the actual what creates SARS, what creates the this whole thing, is figuring a way around. You know, figuring as it as it migrates, it's figuring a way. You know, how can I survive? You know, what can I do to survive? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's that's why it is more transmissible because it it you requires fewer of them to become affected by the, by the virus it creates. So that's the deal, you know. Uh, what are we more than five hundred days now and six hundred thousand deaths since the first person in the United States was um, reported to have died from COVID nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the vaccines have been the, you know. The key to reopening of the of the country safely and containing all of the variants, many of which are are like the Delta uh, variant, being more transmissible. And I think what's going on is people are just done. They want to pretend like this thing never happened. You know, it's it's over. We're done with this thing. Let's move on with our life. Well, six hundred was it? Six hundred one thousand some uh, people lost their lives from this thing in the United States. And, and there's still 333 yeah. million Americans here in, in the United States that that are ready to yeah. just say. You know, fuck it. You know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you know, it, it, that's the state here as well. You know, everybody's just fed up now. They want their lives back to normal. We've had enough. We've seen too many grey days here, and um, we just want that sunshine again. And I'm not just talking about the weather. <laughs> so you know, um, 
yeah, it's been quite depressing, very depressing. And you can see it on people's faces when they're walking around, you know. And uh, you feel it from them as well. You pass people in the street and you can feel that they, they've had enough. Um, mm. But, I mean, there's a, a publishing company um, called Bloomsbury. And they're mm. the people who printed the Harry Potter books. And they're making sure that their staff have to be vaccinated in order to return to work. So I think, um, you know, and that's the case for care home workers as well in England are going to be required that as well, having both vaccinations or they risk losing their jobs. So I think that's going to be a mandatory thing before mm. long across the whole of the UK, um, that you have to be vaccinated in order to return to work and, and, and have some sort of normality in life again, whether that's going to venues or, or whatever that may be, and travel, no doubt, as well. Um, so it's interesting seeing that unfolding and playing out. Um, and they're, they're concerned, obviously, because not everybody feels safe having the vaccination, and that's the trouble that a lot of these um, companies are going to face, and they need to be careful with that in terms of um, the decisions they make and the legal implications that could offer, you know, um, mm. because obviously, you know, you get into a contract, a legal contract with your em employer or employee. And so mm -hmm. um, there's certain implications, right? There's, there's very real dangers there that they've got to be careful of. So introducing something like, oh, you can't come back to work until you've had a vaccination could be um, mm. quite a, a tricky situation and could end up in court. So, um, oh jeez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, it's this minefield. Yeah, here, here they're saying as as many in, in, in North America have come to you know seeing the news, and you can't kind of escape it. Um, you know, corporations are looking for the employees to come back to work, and um, you know this this work from home has actually shown to be uh, as productive in many uh, scenarios as people going to the office in terms of productivity a business gets from their employees. And some businesses are saying, okay, what we're going to do when we go back, you, you come to work three days a week, you can work three days a week at home or, or some, 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 you know, combination, you know, of that. You can, okay, you can work yeah. a couple of days at home, a few days at home, you can work a few days at the yeah. office. Um, but, and people are resisting going back to work. They're saying, you know what, I'm, right. I'm kind of liking, I'm kind of liking just, you know, working from home. You know, we're at my computer, doing what I do, making my calls, or whatever I do. Um, uh, you know, uh, cooking up, uh, you know, yeah. cooking you know, whatever they cook. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever they do. <laughs> um, and and of course, be, people staying at home. You know, our, you know, we're picking up countries. You know, last week we announced uh, we've got several new countries coming on board and our our rating has uh, increased, you know, and we're, you know, it's uh, always good. They, they said it had a D minus rating from the Better Business Bureau. I said that's not true. It had an A. We have an A. It's yeah, <laughs> very true. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Don. Let's go ahead and Don join, join us on, on the show here from time to time. I uh -huh. know. He loves to join us. Bless him. He mm -hmm. likes to uh, be heard. Mm -hmm. And uh, stick out. We we thank you, uh, Donald, for your uh, your um, in intrusion. <laughs> we, yeah, we do. As many, you know, people, you. Peep, peep, you know, did you ever hear of, uh, you know, TikTok, right? You know, TikTok. Of course. Yeah. We had we had a fun time with with uh, TikTok uh, on the little pre-record, little twenty-minute show we put out on Friday just to get something out there because we couldn't. You know, our schedules were, as we know, kind of crazy for Friday, as it turned out. So we couldn't. Uh, join our audience with a live show we put together this little pre-record thing and had some fun with that because um Absolutely. It was kind of, it's kind of cool to hear what 
people are saying, you know, even sitting here, like, you know, we're, we're because we have a radio show, we're on the internet, we have a show, it goes around the world, and people do listen to us, we have thousands of listeners and followers all around the world, especially in, in the UK and Mexico and Canada and, and the United States, thousands. Um, you hear uh, you hear the Andy Demander show and, and, you know, much more significant media than our little thing, obviously, in the news. Uh, but what matters is what people say and what people think and and you kind of you know kind of gets lost that their our individual messages get lost and it's kind of cool um and i i picked up some more uh clips kind of uh, expanding upon what we did on friday's little pre-recorded show um and i think what we might do is inject this little episode of what the people say um uh, more often, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I want to play a little bit uh, more um, of that. Uh, this is just or, or your average citizens. What what people are saying? Let's you know. What, let's take a listen. So Clinton, Obama, President Biden. Lumber prices today dropping forty percent. Market at an all time high. <laughs> gas prices are now going down. Just wants to get gas. Our gas dropped 20%. So all three of the last Democrat presidents have pulled us out of Reagan's failed trickle-down economy, which didn't work. GW, greatest collapse in modern history, 915.08, until now. Trump, who lied, golfed, tweeted, rallied, blamed, and told you he was the greatest. That's all you could do. Words don't mean shit. It's all about action. And now we're seeing it. Why you keep voting for these stupid fucking Republicans? We have no idea. None. They've lied to you, said that the Democrats, since Carter, were going to take your guns. I still have my guns. Stop voting for these fucking idiots. Stop destroying our economy. Democrats always save the day. Carter has handed a fucked up economy, and he can't do anything to pull us out of it, so he hands Reagan a fucked up economy. Reagan's idea is to lower taxes on the upper class, and the result is massive deficit, massive debt, massive inflation. He ends up having to raise taxes 14 times in eight years and can't balance the budget. He hands it over to Poppy Bush, who doesn't do anything in four years, who hands it over to Clinton, who then works for the Republican Congress, creates a budget that fucking balances the budget, and produces a surplus for six fucking years, oversees the creation of 22 million jobs in eight years, hands that over to W, who then lowers taxes, the Bush tax cuts, and it becomes the first president in American history to lower taxes while going to war. The end result, the worst recession since the Great Depression and 750,000 jobs a month being lost. And to Obama, turns us around, saves us from that recession, saves the auto industry, oversees the longest private sector job growth streak in American history, cuts government spending by two-thirds, has unemployment, doubles the stock market, enter Trump. He creates fewer jobs in the first three years than ignores the pandemic and fucks and fucking tanks the entire economy. But it worked because poorly educated white men... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was very honest. Uh, it, it really... Definitely, it puts things in such perspective. I thought, that, you know, some of these folks get, you know, you just kind of listen and... You know, it's like a quick time capsule. Boom, 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 and it's all yeah. very accurate. Yeah. And it's also true. You yeah. know, um, and we still have CNN recently did yesterday, last night did an incredible special program um, tracing the history of the insurrection, what led up to it, what happened during it, um, with with incredibly candid interviews and video footage. Um, it was very well done. I, it was incredible. It just kind of brought you yeah. back to, you know, and to, to face what we as Americans did 
to our country. Our, you know, these are patriots that you know that raided our Capitol building on, on January sixth, and five people died. And these are Americans. You know, they're waving Confederate yeah. flags and and Trump flags, and they're throwing American flags to the ground and replacing it with the Trump flag. Um, and and the truth is what we just heard. The truth is what we just heard. Yeah. And yeah. Going away. And now that Trump is is much closer to be to to becoming you know, potentially, I'm just call it what it is. He's he's most likely going to be indicted, or his organization is going to be indicted criminally. Um, I I thought you know I I don't see how that's not going to happen. Um, right. And, and things are doing so much better here. Amanda, you you and just living here in America, yeah, it, it, you wouldn't believe, or maybe you would believe, because huh? I know what you you say here in the lockdowns in July, and you know you don't know, and people are getting sick of it, and there's you know they want yeah. to go away already, and um, yeah. and under the administration we have, especially you know Biden had this incredible trip overseas, his first trip, and meeting with Putin and the G7 and the meeting with the Queen there, and and uh, Boris, uh, uh oh. The Boris are just Boris. <laughs> yeah, Boris. Uh, you know the boss man over there, uh, Prime Minister. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Um, the, well done. Um, well done. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to say the name. You know what I was going to call him. I didn't do it. You see how I hesitated? <laughs> did, you, did you catch that? It's funny, actually, because they, a lot of people were blaming um, the whole G7 summit for um, COVID cases rising in Cornwall because, of course, that's where the setting took place. But mm-hmm. um, the, the rising in cases there started like three or four days before the actual event. And it was predicted that cases were going to go up all over the UK anyway, and they increased dramatically after the G7 summit. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody tested negative, and they made sure they did uh, a lot of tests uh, whilst there to make sure that everybody was safe. And so they, they weren't to blame for these COVID cases rising. It was happening anyway. But it's funny how everybody attacks um, Number 10 and Boris about any situation happening um, when it, things have already been mentioned and pre-warned that these things could happen, but of course they they get all these rocks and stones thrown at them when when something happens or spikes. So mm-hmm. um, it must be annoying for, for Boris, but he's been under attack with so much regarding things that are going on with COVID, um, and um, he's been all over mm. the, the headlines with various things that he's doing wrong and things that's been said in the past and actions he could have taken and so on so i kind of feel for his situation right now and you know i have my ups and downs with how i feel about boris and what he's doing i think there's something mm-hmm. he could have done differently but um we're getting through this that's the main thing it could have been mm-hmm. a lot worse could have been a lot worse but, oh yes you know. it surely could have it, it sure that means they can do anything they want mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, you know, uh, I'm breathing a whole lot easier here. And, and that's my question. Again, our number here. I guess we should have said that on the onset of the show. If anybody wants to join us at any time and talk about what you like to talk about, what what's affecting you, what are your issues, concerns, ideas, thoughts, we want to hear it all. And feel free to join us at five one five six 
605-9888 and dial one first internationally, of course, or just email the show at Andy and Amanda Show at gmail.com. Um, Absolutely. Again, Even if you just want a shout out, you, your name to say that you're listening to the show, we can give you a shout yeah. out and say, hey, and thank you for listening. You know, send us mm-hmm. an email or call in, whatever, whatever you want to do. We want to hear from you. Say hey. Yeah. We, we you know, definitely do because, you know, most people I don't know anything hey. about what you're even talking about. You, thank you. Well, <laughs> it, you don't have to. <laughs> I hear that from people. I hear that, you know. I start talking, they're yeah. like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. This is the way it is. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Nice. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Oh, there's these um two girls, British what? girls who uh mm-hmm. like twin sisters who went to Mexico recently. I don't know if you heard about mm-hmm. this. And um, they went to um the uh, a, a, a lagoon, a lagoon mm-hmm. near mm-hmm. Porto Escondido. I think that's how you pronounce it. Forgive me, anybody listening who knows how to pronounce that properly. Um, mm. so. It, they were told it, you know, it was safe to go into the water and, and have a swim and everything. So they did. They went mm-hmm. in, and um, little did they know, there was a crocodile waiting uh. for them. And the one girl got attacked, but wh- her sister was so brave. She literally jumped on this crocodile and started punching it in the snout until it, it released uh, her sister. Yes, yes, how brave. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, her sister was in a coma, um, but luckily oh. now she's out of a coma. She's breathing on her own. She's doing better. But oh my bravo God. to my sister. That is... Yeah, really. Wow. You bet. When you're you faced bet. with that. What a situation. Wow. I know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man. How old were the crazy, girls? Right? How old were they? Do you know how old they were? Were they, they uh, were... 28. 28 years mm. old. Mm. So that's amazing. My you often think to yourself, don't you? If you were presented with a situation like that, how would I respond? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, and more power to you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you, yeah. Um, wow. Crocodiles. Oh, my gosh. Mm. <laughs> they are scary. <laughs> mm. Mm. Anyway, that's, uh, that's spooky. That's spooky. That's yeah. Good. I'm glad that she's doing all right. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she's been all over the TV. Bless her. Yeah, here, here, um, in in America, we we have. I think you know, you down to uh, Louisiana, mm. parts of Florida, Central Florida, Okeechobee. Uh, you hear about it. You know, a, a death, crocodile deaths from time to time, and they are they're dangerous animals. You don't mess. You know, they're. they're oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they. Yeah. they, they I, personally, when I look at them, I think not a chance. I wouldn't even attempt to go in any water or near anywhere that had a crocodile. Uh, it's, just, it's just, their mouth is so so big and their teeth are so big. <laughs> like no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> they can take you under mm. with one bite and and capsize you. And, uh, uh, well, tell me about scary. tell me about this. Speaking of traveling mm. to Mexico. Uh, from there, what, what, how, how, travel in general? Do you hear anything about people traveling and, and getting about more uh, in the UK in your in your area well, of the world? As far as I know, there has been uh, people traveling to different countries for holidays, but other countries, of course, were um, suddenly becoming high with COVID rates. So the UK was responding, okay, well, in that case, we're turning these countries into a red alert country. Therefore, any British people that were 
abroad were like panicking and trying to get back in time because the, what the, our government was doing was saying, okay, so now this country has been made into a red listed country. As soon as that the, the, the British residents come back from that country, you've got to go straight mm-hmm. into quarantine. And of course, as we've discussed in the past, that's quite a pricey situation because you've got to check yourself into the hotel, uh, which is over, I think, £1,700 to do. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a lot of money when you've just gone away and you know spent your your holiday money and then you suddenly got to come back to the UK and spend another seventeen hundred just to quarantine. That's that's crazy. So yeah, people were panicking uh, recently with one country they went to and um, everybody was trying to get back, get flights to get back as quickly as possible as soon as our government mm. made the announcement. Um, so there's been a bit of chaos with that and Boris was saying since we're delaying this lockdown until the nineteenth of July that international travel is going to be tricky at the moment because they just don't want anybody bringing anything further back into the UK. We can't afford it at this point. It's such a risk. Mm. So um, we shall see what kind of restrictions are going to be in place with that. Um, and I'm sure he's going to reveal more about it. Yeah, here, here we're seeing uh, you know, people, a, lot of, a lot more people getting out and traveling and uh, you know, whether it be by car or plane, but you know, getting getting again, you know, and airports are starting to get jammed up and get busy again. People traveling and and you know, more more flights are becoming full. But again, you're seeing, you know, the major airlines being confronted with the same um, aspect of work phobia or going to the office as other businesses are. You know, American Airlines just canceling yeah. hundreds of flights through uh, at least mid July as the company strives to maintain some type of service and and. Um, you know, in an ever increasing travel demand, and you're seeing um, the airline employees, like anybody else, also want to continue working at home. Your pilots, your flight attendants, they want to work from home. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they, they want to fly. They, they want to, the flight attendant wants to, uh, you know, uh, make the you know, serve their coffee and, and make their announcements from the living room. They don't want to go to work. Pilots want to fly the planes from home. Um, yeah, right. Anyway, they, they don't want to go. <laughs> the airline employees want to work from home, too. What makes them any different? Because uh, I can just see the pilots at home, feet up on the sofa, you know, remote controlling this remote, plane. Remote control. <laughs> hey, you know, I got news for you. That technology is there, you know. it's. Would you get wow. on a plane with no pilot? But the technology is actually there. No. I mean, that technology has been there for a long time, even though even though it's been quite a while since I made a living flying airplanes. But uh, yeah. when I did, you know, we had autopilot systems that could guide an airplane from point of departure to point of arrival uh, all by themselves. You know, and you you manage yeah. you manage the systems, you manage the flight, you know, the airplane. But um, it's uh, you know, it's gear up, autopilot on, and uh, you know, auto throttle and so forth. They, you know, you set. The throttle detent, the airplane knows what speed to take off and climbs and turns on course and takes the roadmap across the sky wherever it's going to go all by itself and can land on the center line of a runway at any destination that's, that's programmed for it to do so. And that, that that's technology an is, is yeah. there. That's an interesting situation, though, isn't it, in question to ask, because, okay, if I was seriously presented to somebody, what would you do if you had no pilot on the plane? Would you still get on that plane? When you bring up the, the facts that you just brought up with the fact, well, okay, well, the, the, the plane does um, fly by itself anyway, mm-hmm. majority of the time. Yes, you have got a human there to override things should there be issues. I think that's a, a great safety knowing that. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, balancing that up and it, you knowing, knowing it was controlled or overridden from a distance, would that still be a factor for people? Would they still be scared of getting on that plane if there was no... 
human pilot. Well, I, I, th- I think what you're going to see looking ahead, and I don't know this to be a fact, of course, I'm just, this is just a presumption, um, is that you know, right now you have a captain and a first officer. And uh, and the workload is, you know, they want, you have a monitoring pilot, a flying pilot, even though the flying pilots are really not flying, they're operating the autopilot system and, and the other pilots talking to air traffic controllers or communicating with air traffic controllers in, in one way or another. Um, but I think what you're going to see down the road is single pilot operations, you know, where you have a, 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 a one person in command of the, um, of the movement of the aircraft who's really not yeah. going to do a whole lot. The airplane outside yeah. maybe taxi for takeoff and, and you know, intervene as necessary by or, or dictated by air traffic control. And even right yeah. now, the airplanes when they're flying across the sky, the airplanes themselves, the computer systems on the airplanes are communicating with each other. You know, one computer says to the other computer, Hey, I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm here. All right, just making sure, okay, uh all right, let's stay stay separated from each other. Okay, we will. And uh, Incredible. You know, I, I, and I got to tell you, you know, I I did, uh, you know, I drove back and forth down to the uh, down to the beachside a few times in the past few days, and and my Tesla did it all by itself, literally, changing lanes, ex- you know, going from one highway to the next highway, getting over in time to make that changeover, changing speeds, tra- going to the passing lane, getting out of the passing lane, you know, yeah. putting on the turn signal, you know, it puts on a turn signal, you know, turning here, turning all by itself, and yeah. what's remarkable to me. Is in an airplane, you've got a tremendous amount of sky to move around it, you know, right? Yeah. But yeah. we're talking about on a road with hundreds of cars, thousands of cars, that these vehicles, Teslas, you know, like the one I have, are capable of maneuvering themselves safely from point A to point B around all these cars, speeding up, slowing down, changing lanes, getting off at an interchange. Oh, my, my exit's coming up in a mile and a half. Better start getting over now to get off of that exit. Slowing down, putting on the turn signal when the exit, you know, exit comes, your turn signal goes on by putting on the bright lights yeah. so the computer system can see if you're traveling a dark road, the, the bright lights go on, by, on off by themselves. So, right. so, so, the, so the computer eyes can see. I mean, it's incredible. That is incredible. And, you know, we, we go, and, and the reason why I bring this up is because we're talking about airplanes, I know. But, you know, here I am operating this car, and for some reason, and, you know, I started flying in the 70s. You know, I was flying airplanes and started using autopilots in the 70s as well that, that you know, took the burden of actually flying the airplane away from the pilot. You know, you're managing it, but you're not actually doing the work. The autopilot is. Um, and, I, you know, it's okay. And, and, and the system became more and more advanced and started taking over more. And, and then they got rid of the flight engineer position, you know, and that, you know, went from a three-man crew to two-man crew. And it all just seemed to have this logical progression. Nothing really surprised you. It was fun. Like a kid with a new toy, they introduce a new system. You go to, to ground school and training and get trained on how these new systems work. Um, yeah. And then you, and then you go to work and you use them. But it was all kind of – nothing was like, oh, wow, this is – you know. But in the car – for some reason, it amazes me a whole lot more. And I also, yeah. as a boat owner, I've, I've sailed boats that literally sail by themselves. You put up the wow. sails, and then a computer system on the boat sails by itself, like 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 a like a waypoints, like you have a GPS in your car and the plane. That the boat sails from point A to point B to point C. Just course yeah. keeps the wind in the same place. Will we'll go anywhere you program it to go by itself. It's a bit, wow. That won't change sail positions, but it'll turn. Yeah. You just change the sail from one side of the boat to the other, however you might have to do that. But it does everything all by itself. Yes. You, you don't have to beat the wheel. And not that's just incredible. a sailboat, but, 
but even big power yachts, even big luxury 150 footers, whatever, all computer systems, autopilot systems are all doing everything, and the crews pretty much just monitor and manage those systems. You know, you're not literally doing the work, and, and that that type of technology seems to be more and more prevalent uh, across the board of of vehicles that take you, whether it be for pleasure or for for business purpose, from point A to point B, whether it be a boat, plane, car. You know, that's what's happening. That's where we're headed. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really wow. is. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. It really is. And when you sit and think about it, this is the things that people used to dream about years ago happening. And uh, the future is right on our doorstep. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how much further we're going to go with all this, Andy. I think that's the scary thing for people because even now people are still adjusting to the idea of the technology we have. Can you imagine how much it's going to transform over the next 10 to 20 years and um, mm-hmm. how much more uh, afraid of those those um, things that will, will have in place uh, people will become. And um, it does make people nervous, doesn't it? Change, a sudden dramatic mm-hmm. change. Like the idea that a car could drive itself made everybody nervous. Everybody's like, no, 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 give me the real thing. You know, I love to have my hands on the steering wheel. You won't get me behind the car that drives itself. And now it's taken off because... You know, they've seen how cool it is. They've seen people having more of them on the road. They go, okay, well, it looks safe and kind of warming up to the idea. Um, so, yeah, it's fascinating seeing that transformation and, and the kind of fears that we hold as a humanity about how far technology is going to take us. And I think movies and, and stories and, and books uh, drive a lot of those fears because they were all ideas that we, we had as humanity going forward years ago mm-hmm. and you know about robots taking over the world and, and armies using robots to fight wars and how those robots could possibly uh, take on a consciousness of their own and end up you know taking over the planet and um, so there's all, all these, these fantasies about technology mm-hmm. and um, you know some of it is coming true it's not so much a fantasy anymore but I mean you know there's always then that, that space for more fear to grow and more ideas to develop and just how far humanity will go with technology as whether it will turn on ourselves or whether, you know, it's going to just benefit us greatly without any serious dangers there. But I think like anything you create, there's always a serious danger of something going wrong, right? Yes. No matter what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. No matter what it so, is. So yeah. um, it just yeah. depends what kind of procedures they have in place to have that control, whether they will have complete control in place um, yeah, it, to it, stop it, anything it, that we create. It's an, like in an airplane, if you have one auto system and if you get a message in, in some aircraft types, depending on the manufacturer, you've got systems that tell the pilots that it thinks something's going to have an issue. It have, doesn't have an issue yet. It's going to have an yes. issue. No, nothing broke yeah. yet. Here's a warning yeah. that something might happen with this system. Then you, have it, then you take out your manual, all these pages and pages of checklists and what to do if, and you, read, you go down. You know, one, one pilot reads the item, the next pilot uh, does the item, unless one pilot needs to fly you know, because of something failed. And the pilot has to just literally fly the airplane, and the other driver you know, goes through the list and does what it yeah. says. You, you know, and there's, there's memory items on many of these systems, things that you, that you need to memorize. First, you do A, B, C, D, then refer to the check, you know, then bam, then go to, to read. Okay, do this. All right, done. Do this. Done. Do this. But what they yeah. have is, is redundancy, meaning that if, if a system fails, <clears throat> then another system kicks in and, and takes over. So it's, it's yeah. got a backup. It's got yeah. a backup. Yeah. 
It's fascinating. So it, I find it, it, fascinating. It, it is fascinating. And we're, we're, you know, what, what do we keep playing here? The, uh, the human element is becoming more and more removed. And when you think about it, when you think about it, the human element is becoming more and more removed for our own safety, for our benefit. Yeah. Think about that. We're putting more and more reliability into computers, into technology, unless in, in people. You know, robots are doing surgeries now. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but it kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it, how we're, 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 we're playing it safe so much. And mm-hmm. um, in, in a sense, a lot of it coming from, from fear, because if we're not trusting in ourselves enough, in humanity, and we're trusting more in technology than ourselves, what does that say about us and where we're heading in, in terms of our future uh, with connecting with each other, helping each other, developing a world, a better world together? How is that going to happen if we're trusting more in that technology than each other? Um, that's kind of sad, really, in, in one aspect. But in another, it, it has its um, it has its its bonuses, it, its positive aspects, just like anything. But, um, you know, building cars. Robotics building yeah. cars. Fantastic. Great. Sure, it put a lot of people out of work. That isn't a great thing, obviously. But the production yeah. rate and, you know, the errors were minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you have those benefits. But when we discuss something like um, technology actually being re- replacing something we can do because we just don't trust another human being to do it, that is yeah. where... I think we're failing because we should be then looking at where we're going wrong as a humanity, a society. How can we better ourselves and support each other to better ourselves so that we have a better system? Yeah, in imagine, place? imagine you're going to get something done. I don't know, knee replacement, some type of surgery, whatever it could be. I don't, I don't know, whatever you know. And you've got a, a doctor and this 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 robot like Lost in Space, danger, warning, warning, Robinson, danger. This, this this robot comes up next to the doctor and says. Uh, ah! He's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine. Just imagine that. He's full of shit. Um, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a computer, a, you, know, a, you know, a robot, you know, takes over, you know, and, and does, okay, well, you know. And that technology is around the corner. It's amazing. It really is. It really is amazing. It is. And that, that makes me a little nervous, actually, to think about a, ro- a robot doing surgery because, Quite often, I mean, depending on the situation and what type of surgery it is, imagine being in a life-threatening uh, situation. And if it wasn't for a certain judgment call from a human doctor or nurse, you know, that they, they felt that, that intuitional moment, that light bulb moment that said, you know, for some reason, this is probably going against everything that we, we know, but I need to try this this method because I feel strongly that this is going to work if I make this slight adjustment and it works and it saves somebody's life. It makes you wonder how much a robot um, can be programmed to have the same kind of response, whether it would be able to achieve the same kind of success um, in that sense, or whether it's just all done by the, the book and that robot's like, I know where to cut here, I know what to inject here, I know what to do here, but doesn't have that capability of trusting that moment, you know, that says, what about this? And and what happens if the robot, um, you know. <laughs> that would <will> be pretty. 
<laughs> oh, look at all these notes and bars on the floor. Let's clear them up. <laughs> well, what happens is, that, you know, the the robot one up the night before, you know, a little stupor, a little bit of a, yeah. you know, r- r- robot. What's booby do with the drunken sailor? What's booby do? What, you know, what happens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that that robot's only having a glitch. I'm just, you know, performing a life, you know, altering situation here, and uh, you know, it's this. Uh, yeah, oh, suddenly I broke down, and now my patience died, and <laughs> that's uh, that's quite scary. That's quite scary. But um, I don't know. I mean, it depends what kind of area that works for, right? Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's just yeah. phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. It, it is. It really is. Our technology talk here on the Andy and Amanda show. Yes, our Monday show. Folks, again, 515-605-9888. How has technology affected your life? What, what has technology replaced? Something you used to do before that you don't do now because of... Well, I could... <laughs> I guess wrong with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know where, where we... Were. I think a lot of people might go straight to that, in all fairness. <laughs> because it's machinery... <laughs> <laughs> of some type, uh, yeah, you know, it's um, a robot. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what's just popped into my mind, of course, is from this, <laughs> this direction <laughs> we're taking. Is that you know these these people that marry um, robots and these dolls, and because yeah. it's 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 a lifeless piece of equipment and it, it has nothing to it other than what's programmed and and, and the aesthetic of it. But there's no real human connection in that. And instead of, again, going back to the whole robotics um, replacing humanity's faith in each other, instead of teaching somebody how to, you know, have confidence in themselves and to approach another human being to try and have something real, we're turning to those things to replace something that we need uh, that we can only get true satisfaction from, from a, an, an, a human connection rather mm-hmm. than... Uh, some equipment. <laughs> but, um, I, I just didn't yeah. want you to think I was like one of your other girls. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's it's pretty incredible what's going on when you look around this world. We're, we're you know we're gonna we're gonna be back on the moon within the next couple of years. We're gonna be back on the moon. And you know right now. Yeah. Speaking of technology. On a very, very, very small scale, there's a device on the um, Curiosity on the on Mars 2020 right now. Okay. It's taking, you know, Mars has an atmosphere, not, but it, the atmosphere is thinner than Earth's and is made up of, I think, what is it, nitrogen, hydrogen? It's, you know, we, we, not, it's not oxygen, right? So what, yeah. what, what this device is doing is taking the Martian atmosphere and, and converting it into oxy- to breathable human oxygen. Right. So we're not going to take the entire atmosphere of Mars and convert it into oxygen. That's that's impossible. But uh, what they're going to do in a very small scale is build these great big dome-like structures that with huge, like, um, to compare it to huge air conditioning systems, but they won't be air conditioning systems. Well, into effect, some will, actually. But to to climate control these domes. But they'll be taking... Um, they'll be sucking the environment of Mars, putting it through these great big machines, and piping yeah. it into these big domes as 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 breathable, sustaining life, oxygen. And you'll they'll be growing plants, and people will be breathing, walking around on the planet. Uh, you know, before you know it, they'll have uh, 
you know, McDonald's, Burger King, you know, they'll have Postmates and delivery <laughs> systems, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Nightclubs before long. <laughs> Nightclubs, disco. Yeah. Wow. The Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bee Gees. <laughs> Stand alive, stand alive, But it's just incredible. I mean, you know, it's it's something you know, again, this show is it, obviously unscripted. Well, we have no idea what we're gonna talk about as we go from one show to the next. We have no idea. It's just a conversation which we you know you're certainly yeah. welcome to take part in, and and we again we do know that most of our the bulk of our audience listens to the show as though it were not a live radio show, which it is on the internet. You know, we do broadcasts, we have a phone number, we're communicating live, we're eight thousand miles apart from each other, we've never met, um, and you can call in and join this conversation live as it happens and dictate what we talk about. You know, we want we want to hear about what you want to talk about, really. Um, but we do know the truth of, of the show, and many like it, I, I would assume, um, is that the bulk of our audience um, downloads and streams the show, whether it be on the Block Talk Radio platform or whether it be on iHeartRadio or on Amazon or Apple iTunes or TuneIn Radio or Pandora, you know, so many so many you know, platforms that, that carry the show, and we're, we thank all of them for doing so. Um, but that is how most of our audience listens to this show. So they're hearing it, obviously, after we've done it live. But just to let you folks know, and those who are just kind of tuning into our kind of just ordinary conversation, nothing real special on this show. We're just kind of rambling on about different things that we feel like talking <laughs> about. It's kind of kind of makes this kind of cool time, really. Um, yeah. Uh, is that you can, when we, when we do the show live, you can actually become part of it and uh, we want you to do that so um and so since you are listening to this as a podcast this show is already done um when you're hearing it um you say well how do i join that conversation when are you guys actually doing the show live and i'm going to tell you that as soon as i can figure that out anyway um <laughs> so, so we are uh let's say because we you know we we, we reach across so many time zones um so in New York East Coast time, Eastern Daylight Time, we're on noon on Mondays, which is today, and on Wednesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. So most people know, you know, what, what time it is in New York, and they know what time it is around the world where they live. For example, Amanda's in the U.K., so the noon show Monday is at, um, it's at 5 p.m. Uh, in the U.K., and uh, excuse me. 8 p.m. No, no, yes. no. The Monday show is the Monday oh, show Monday. is five. Oh, Monday. Sorry, sweetheart. I, when, when you said noon, See? I was just See? like, oh, okay, noon for you is like 8 p.m. for me. Noon, or noon like East Coast. Yeah. yeah, noon East Coast. Yeah, the yeah. noon show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, the Monday show. Only the Monday show. The Monday shows are earlier. We did that kind of an experiment. We never changed back actually to to, to make it more. Uh, convenient for our UK audience to tune in live, and that's why we bounced this show earlier. Which might even we might even I don't know. And I like doing it because here in on Mondays, the show goes on at 9 a.m. in California, and it frees up the whole day for me. Hey, you know we like that. Um, <laughs> but it used to be we used to for for those of you you know who are joining us uh, subsequent to our our origins, which is about. 
14 months ago or so we've been doing the show. I can't believe it. 300, well over 300 episodes. Um, yeah. We used to go on at 5 p.m. California time, which was like, what, 2 or 3 in the morning for Amanda? Amanda used to join the show at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know how you did that. Oh, for a my long goodness. time. For yeah, the longest it was, time. It was, uh... Interesting to say the least. I, I got to admit it was it was quite a task because um, I was having a full day of doing uh, other things that I do with like graphic design and music and stuff yeah. like that and other stuff. So of course my day was filled and then I was having to also prepare for the show and then I get on the show and then by six o'clock in the morning I was ready to to sleep and then start all over again in three or four hours. Um, so it was just yeah it was it, it was it was interesting. <laughs> And yeah. um, Tyron. <laughs> but, oh, uh, my. Yeah. And, you know. and, and and we were a daily show for quite a while, for months. We yeah. were Monday through Fridays. We did, Every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Andy. How did we do that? How did we That's do incredible. that? incredible. My gosh. I look back wow. now and I think, wow, we did that. Because it's actually, you know, we have a lot of fun in this show, wasn't we? You know, we're just kind of having a conversation. We didn't prepare anything too specific for this particular show that we're doing right now. But the, but a lot of times, you know, we play these audio clips. We have a lot of fun. We, you know, we, we well, we're having fun now. It's always fun. Don't get me wrong. We're having fun. But, but the, uh, and just in terms of, uh, you know, produce things that take a lot of time, we were doing a lot of that. You know, these, these kind of funny little comical things, making light of some of the issues that are affecting all of us. We'd like to have some laughs and, you know, don't take ourselves so seriously all the time, um, which is kind of of fun, lighten things up a bit, you know what I mean? And this, especially during mm. COVID, um, yeah. it was it was a tremendous amount of work to pull the show off and and to do a show, whether it be a radio show or a television show. Folks, let me tell you something: it's work. It takes it takes time to do these uh, things, and and we have thousands of of listeners around the world that and tune in and, and listen to our show, and and we kind of do it to to attempt to stir up some thought, to lighten things up, to make a difference. And uh, in the very short speaking of all of that and how much work it really is to do this, we're going to be asking um, for your support to continue to promote what we're doing, expand what we're doing, and ex- increase the reach of what we're doing. So what we're going to do, and you'll hear about it soon, is uh, much like a, any other public broadcasting uh, network does, and we are a you know, show for the people by the people, we're going to ask for your support. How'd I end up talking about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but it's, it's but, important, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like we, we, like we said, Andy just said that you know this show is about what we we feel as um, society, humanity, about the problems in the world and and the things we're all passionate about, the, the things that we all have on our minds, and we love to speak about them, whether we're right on or not. It's just our our opinion and how we can transform the world and move forward. So we love the fact that we can help people with what we're sharing and possibly you guys help us by with what you want to share with us and, and joining in the show. And mm-hmm. we, we want to take it forward with that and, and start making some real changes and um if you enjoy being part of it that's that's amazing and you enjoy listening to us that that's amazing too. And if you could possibly at some point end up supporting us in some way that would be even more amazing and it would make us very grateful and we can achieve big and great things together and um yep because our numbers we, we we don't do anything all we grab our microphones we we do a lot of prep work to get into the show a lot of times i mean it's unscripted there's no real agenda unless something earth-shattering happens in news uh, that we have to you know generate continued discussion and get you involved in those discussions however we do it um uh of course then we we do that 
but but a lot of times we have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. So you know, we do. Yeah. We've done music, we've done comedy, we've done sports, we've done. I don't think we talk too much about the weather. I was going to say new sports <laughs> weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we and, and life. Right now. <laughs> and we yeah. talked. We talked a lot about relationships and love and sex yeah. and romance and 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 gender ID and 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 all you know perspectives in the news and the world from all sorts of walks of life and and religions and backgrounds and ethnicities and races and and we've really done when you think about you know the time that we've been doing the show we we covered a lot of ground I mean a whole lot. Um, and the thing and, is, we uh, get real about it as well, don't we, Andy? We, yeah. We're not like trying to script something and trying to fluff around the edges. We're very honest with what we share and our opinions mm-hmm. and, you know, try to see all sides of um, mm-hmm. the situation. Whereas a lot of dedicated shows or, or podcasts or discussions can be very biased and don't really get to the point. Um the real talk uh, of it all, and mm-hmm. I think we do pretty well at, you know, discussing those we do. things. In and and we've had a variety of, of terrific guests on the show. I mean, from all yeah. walks of life, from <clears throat> from movie producers and directors and famous actors to sports figures and motivational speakers and relatives of famous people, and and you know, get inside scoop of, of the news in the world from all sorts of perspectives from various experts in their fields, and and uh, and and we have a lot of fun doing it. We've shared a lot of laughs in the process, and that's kind of what we're doing. People have called us Howard Stern on steroids at times. I wouldn't go that far. Um, but, but in, in some respects, I understand that because there are times when we've got a little raunchy and there's, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and people yeah. enjoy this and we hope that you're enjoying, yeah. enjoying it. And there are also maybe shows where people kind of tune into the conversation and say, nah, not this episode. I don't really, you know, it doesn't really yeah. just be this time to come back on again later. But we're going to be asking, and we, and again, we have thousands of listeners around the world, which is auto generated. We've done nothing to do it. You know, very, very little. You know, we have a podcast that goes out. However that works, however that generates, however that manifests an audience, that's how it works. We don't know how it works, quite honestly. We don't know what we're doing here. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but we, because we have thousands of listeners around the world, 22 countries, right? Um, we want to grow that audience. We want to get the show on real radio or on Sirius Satellite Radio because we see what, what we're doing. We see what, what a difference we are making, and people – we're providing entertainment. When it comes right down to it, this is entertainment. It's entertainment for us too, uh, and people are tuning in. We have regular listeners on the show, and uh, we're going to ask for your support. Uh, we're going to ask for people, to, quite honestly, to contribute lousy $5 a month. What's a, what's a cup of Starbucks cost you a day? Whatever. We're going to ask for $5 a month on a Patreon account, and uh, we're going to start talking about what that Patreon account is uh, maybe as early as the Wednesday show. Again, the Wednesday show is going to be heard 8 p.m. in the U.K., uh, at, uh, uh, 5 p.m. In, <laughs> in, in New York, and at, uh, no, 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 3 p.m. in New York. God, Andy, geez, 3 p.m. New York time, 8 p.m. U.K. time, noon in Pacific time. That's where we're going to be heard on a Wednesday and Friday, and we look forward to you from you. And Amanda, take us on home. Okay, on behalf of my wonderful co-host, Andy Kimball, in California, Hollywood, and myself, Amanda Love, here in the UK, thank you so much again for joining us for another show. Let's, let's start this week off right, let's have fun, let's get this week sorted. Join us again on Wednesday for some more discussion on who knows what, and uh, take care of yourselves. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. All the best, folks. See you on Wednesday. Bye-bye.
Why don't you leave? 